Welcome to Taste Talks, the podcast which hopefully will inspire where you go next with myself, Keith Matten, and me, Olivia Byrne, the people behind the award-winning digital magazine, thetaste.ie. Each week we'll bring you a list of upcoming events, new bites to look out for in your weekly shop, a restaurant spotlight and a travel destination in Ireland. Once per month we will delve into a special guest's cravings and find out what food makes them happy. And lastly, we'll read out what has been keeping you hungry on social media this week. If you are new to this podcast, we highly recommend you check out all our other episodes. We promise they are all packed with foodie inspiration. Before we start our first ever podcast... We felt it was important to give the guys at Radio Hub Ireland a shout out. Over the past three months, we've learned all aspects of how to create, promote and publish our very own podcast. Now, we know that our first episode is by no way perfect. But as our trainers Dan and Dara advised, you just need to launch, stop procrastinating and learn by recording regularly. We are very grateful for all the support and insights from the guys at Radio Hub. And if you want to experience expert radio training for yourself, then we highly recommend you check out the courses at Radio Hub Ireland. Just log on to radiotraining.ie today and start your adventure in podcasting. Now, back to the show. For this week's Restaurant Spotlight, we take a look at the Michelin star restaurant Variety Jones. One of the newest restaurants to get the coveted Star Award. Based on Thomas Street in Dublin, near the live venue Vicker Street, this is a small, unassuming exterior. To be honest, if you weren't looking out for it, you would definitely miss it. Painted black outside with absolutely no signage over the door. The only giveaway is their logo, a small face etched onto the glass of the door. Walking in, you'll notice a very slim dining area which seats about 28 people. And the restaurant is open at the end, so diners get to see the magic in the kitchen. The talented chef is Keelan Higgs, who has excellent pedigree from working in restaurants such as Lox, The Greenhouse, Luna and many more. This time he has perfected the art of cooking over fire, bringing the flavours of his dishes to a new level and making a clever way of creating his sauces from the drippings off the vegetables. So now that I've given you an idea of what to expect, Olivia, can you give us a taste of what's on the menu? Absolutely. This was such a unique dining experience. So you don't really get the choice of what to eat as in a typical traditional menu. It's very much a trust the chef situation. And did you like losing control, being the control freak you are? No, completely freaked me out at the start because, well, you know I have issues. But you have to admit, this there was a sense of adventure and excitement around this menu. Oh yeah, I completely agree. And just to set out what we experienced, so Keelan produces a six-course dining experience which comprises of snacks, cold, warm, pasta, family style and dessert courses and all of these courses are presented to you sharing style. So starting with the snacks which of which there were four we had the Reuben the cod roll which came with these delicious hand-cooked salted crisps and there was potato cake with cured salmon and then oysters with a Vietnamese dressing. 
I think we both agreed the standout snack was the Reuben with that incredible smoked flavour and the sharp tang of the pickle. Absolutely. For me, the oysters looked amazing. But, you know, at the moment, I'm not an oyster fan. I just had a bit of a bad experience. So I was definitely pushing them your way. I've no idea why you don't like the oysters. They were delicious. <laughs> no, you absolutely do have an idea, but we're not here to talk about that. I'm sure I will get back on my oyster game soon enough. Well, I can confirm they were delicious and I would have had four of them. Well, that's as good a recommendation as any. So moving on to the cold course, we had the foie gras and chicken liver parfait served with fermented muscat grapes, pear and quince. So Keelan really wants diners to get involved here, scooping up the parfait with those beautiful warm potato waffles. Now, with only one waffle each, the sharing came down to who actually got to the bowl first. Well, sharing can be hard, and especially if you're two fierce foodies, but I feel sharing is very hard with you. <laughs> That's fair enough. My mother always taught me growing up to make sure I fought for my fair share because I grew up the youngest with two very hungry older brothers. Yes, indeed. And I suppose the next course was the warm, uh, which was the salt baked celeric. Yes. Now, this dish was right up my street. You know, I really like just very simple flavours. So the grilled cabbage, the lardo, the aged cheddar mousse, and then that very unique sweetness from the salt baked celeriac. I really thoroughly enjoyed this dish. Mm, A wonderful dish. And moving on, the next course was the pasta course, which was creamy pearl barley risotto topped with a soft egg a grilled onion crispy shallots and droplets of house-made marmite from the first mouthful i was in heaven and i was determined that sharing was not on the cards so i was given the evil stares across the table every time olivia picked up her spoon <laughs> yeah you were definitely something like a man possessed and even though pasta wouldn't be my favorite it definitely wasn't the course I was most excited about but you know I would have liked to have tasted well any of it really <laughs> well next time <laughs> uh, so up next uh, we had the family style which brought out a venison loin to the table served with sprout tops and another house homemade brown sauce yeah that was a really delicious dish too and then finally we moved on to the dessert course and i don't know why but this is always the time of the evening that i choose to remind you of your type 1 diabetes yeah you always do that um you have the biggest sweet tooth i've ever seen in my life and i am more savory but i do like to get a a, a little taste of the desserts if possible yeah well if possible (laughs) we had uh, the blood orange cake which came preserved lemon curd a vanilla creme fraiche an absolutely divine creation and honestly the perfect end to all of the dishes we had it really complemented it wasn't too heavy And I suppose um, we have to give a nod to the two people at front of house. So the first one was Aaron Higgs. He's actually Keelan's brother and he mans the front of house. He's super cool in his casual Hawaiian short, his Magnum P.I. moustache. And he's definitely got all the fun in him to uh, make a lovely dining experience. Yeah, absolutely. The people always add to the ambience and it, uh, Variety Jones is no exception. Great people at the front of house, including Vanda with that amazing wine list. Uh, Vanda is the sommelier and pairs the most delicious wines with each course. So I suppose to give you a sense of the cost. Um, so the six course tasting menu comes in at only 65 euro per person. For a Michelin star restaurant, this is amazing value. 
Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. I would highly recommend if this is somewhere you would like to try that you go to varietyjones.ie for booking. Bookings are only available online um, and you'll get all the information you need at varietyjones.ie. So what to look out for in your weekly shopping this week? So this week we took a closer look at a new jar to land in Aldi from Chef Kawanji Chan. He's regularly seen on Virgin Media's 6 o'clock show. He's created a new black garlic peanut chilli reu. Now a chilli reu is like a, it's like the tomato ketchup of Asia. It's an everyday condiment to add flavour and a bit of spice to those daily dishes. So we tried it in a turkey stir fry. It was absolutely delicious. It created a warm kick to the finished dish. And we also tried it on, uh, for breakfast. It seems to go extremely well with eggs and uh, we created a tasty sourdough with smashed avocado, some scrambled eggs and some rayo on top and it was absolutely delicious. So if you want to try this spicy little jar for yourselves, I think you'll find it in both Aldi and Lidl at the moment and it should cost you only €4. Euro. So Olivia, what did you find? So this week I discovered a fab new pesto. Well, it's new to me anyway. Um, so pestle and mortar pesto sauces. They have a green pesto and also sun-dried tomato one. So all week I was craving a big comforting bowl of pasta. I think with the weather getting colder, the evening's darker. That's just... The, the food that I'm craving. So a very simple dinner of pesto pasta with pan fried fillet of salmon did the trick. It was super quick, relatively healthy. And the green pesto from Pesto and Mortar, it's extremely fresh and vibrant, really lifted, you know, the, the stodginess of sometimes a pasta dish. It just made it really light and, and really nice. Um, I was not surprised to see that they have won a Blossom Heron Award. Um, Pesto and Mortar sauces are actually based in Galway and a great Irish brand to look out for in your weekly shop. Well, that's great. We'll be back next week with two more items. So next up we have Fiona Dillon, a woman of impeccable taste, an author of 10 books, currently enjoying early retirement. She's an award-winning food writer and has been writing about food since 2010. These days she's best known for her children's brand, Freddie Buttons, and uh, he teaches children worldwide through his food adventure stories. She's also passionate about local food and she's one of our leading taste reviewers. So Fiona, welcome on to Taste Talks. Thank you so much, Keith. It's great to be here. So we're going to talk about Marquee Castle. It was a review that I was meant to do and unfortunately I got sick. So you got the pleasure. Well, not that I would wish you ill health, but um, I was rather delighted uh, to take yeah. over from you on such a, an amazing review. And I have to say that it was incredible. Um, and can you give the listeners an idea of what they would expect when they come up to Creek Castle, how stately it might be? Okay, so a lot of the properties that we have in this country um, would be maybe on the edge of a town, in a town, or perhaps you could hear a main road or a motorway from your room or the hotel surroundings. When you drive towards Marquis Castle, it's in the centre of about 500 acres. So if you truly want to know the meaning of countryside and old trees and birds and a wonderful silence, 
uh, Markree is the place to go. I, I cannot um, describe it any clearer than that. It's it's fantastic, and that's just the drive to the castle. Yeah. So it's sort of like it's it's a fairy tale castle. Some castles in Ireland, they're castles, but you come up and they're more stately homes. This is a proper, proper castle. Oh, this is for anyone that loves their fairy tales or is a Disney fan, um, and I am. Uh, th- this will give you goosebumps. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and so what sort of room do you, did you have? It, you know, I, I'd imagine it's very different to your normal city hotels. Oh, it, it's it's one of those rooms right now that has the bathtub in the room. Oh. This gorgeous, beautiful window with such a, a view outside it. So uh, I hope I'm doing it justice because it was truly uh, it brought you back to another time. Like the furniture, it's not new modern furniture. It's it's what I like to call vintage. Um, and to me, holds so many stories that even a wardrobe, I believe, takes on a different meaning when, when it's been there for so long. And, ha- you know, I wish all of these things could speak because can you imagine the stories that these pieces of furniture can tell? And not just in the room, but around the, ho- the whole hotel. Well, I shouldn't call it a hotel. The castle. Yeah. Let's get used to that around the castle. Yeah, exactly. It definitely sounds unusual to have the bath in the middle of the room so you can sort of be soaking in the bubbles and looking at the window or, or yes, enjoying a book. Now, in case I'm sure there are lots of listeners that are going to think, ooh, I don't like old furniture and ugh. I have to say that the ensuite was totally modern. Uh, gorgeous products by Paul Costello. So while, you know, you've got that um, nod uh, to history, there's also the modern facilities as well, which I think is quite important to a lot of people. Yeah. It might work in a bedroom, but certainly not in an ensuite. And they have thought about that and the facilities are great. So when you eventually got outside the room, what sort of dining options did you enjoy? Okay, they have, just to give you a little bit of background about uh, the castle. So this was originally gifted to the Cooper family by Charles II. So you're talking ancient, ancient history and was with the Cooper family for 10 generations. So I just want to put it in context to give you an idea of of the building, um, which was a fort to start with and now is a full-on castle. So... The dining rooms, the dining room now is made up of two huge, big old rooms with huge, big windows looking out onto the fabulous gardens. So I'm just trying to set the scene here with with um, old, big old marble fireplaces. And you sit down and I had a table by the window. You're looking at this incredible view. And then what we experienced was it was a set menu. For 50 euro. And we had everything from an amuse-bouche to um, the petit fours at the end and gorgeous local food in between for 50 euro. It was an amazing offering. Yeah. And was there any standout dish on the night? I find it very hard to do a standout dish simply because when I see the likes of Goobin Chirito and, and lots of um, local dishes, I'm just happy. I'm just happy with 
the entire menu and how one complements the other. And you're talking about 50 euro for this outstanding uh, offering. Yeah. Uh, which is, it's incredible. I do think people have this uh, preconception that if they're going to a castle, it is going to be a major, major spend. But 50 euro, like you wouldn't even get that in Dublin city centre. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about their seafood plate, which includes goat's bridge trout from Kilkenny. So like there's there's bits of from all over the country brought into this plate, um, which I think is something that's really special but something that's happening all over the country and you might find that too yeah wherever you go um local produce is being pulled from other counties as well as just around them and to me that makes for a very pleasant meal yeah absolutely and so you know i have this image of this beautiful fairy tale castle gorgeous bed beautiful bath in the middle of the room um Mm. your stomach being filled with all this beautiful produce um afterwards was there any sort of facilities bars or or is it really just a holiday where you just you know give in to the castle and relax well when you check in they invite you to explore the castle so that's not something you hear every day. If you go to check in to a five-star hotel, you're not going to be told, go and explore. Um, but this is a lovely invite and it makes you feel that while you're there, you are most welcome and part of the whole uh, scene. And so, okay, we walked up to our bedroom, but before we got to our bedroom, there was a full-size pool table, no, snooker. Which one is the huge big table? I'm sorry, I don't know. Yeah, I think it is snooker, snooker. Snooker. So a full-size snooker table. Um, There was a bar, beautiful outdoor area where you could sit and have a drink, um, which was just, talk about romantic. Everybody needs to get there. Um, But also on your way down to the gardens, they had like a butler's kitchen. So you could pop in there and make a cafetiere if you fancied a coffee or make a pot of tea. Everywhere you went, there were just little nuggets that you didn't expect to find as you went around a corner. So whether you wanted to have a drink, whether you wanted to go for a walk or have a game of snooker, you have all those things there. It's amazing. It sounds amazing. I suppose, can can you give maybe the listeners an idea of the price range? Like you're just after telling them about the the dinner menu, 50 euro per person. That's amazing. So how much would it cost to to spend the night in this castle? Okay, I I believe, so for a dinner, bed and breakfast is probably in the region of 300 euro. No, yeah. I'm not 100% sure. But if you think about if it's a special occasion and it includes your dinner, and I have to say the breakfast was lovely as well, back into the dining room that we'd enjoyed the night before. Yeah. Um, oh, chandeliers everywhere, needless to say. <laughs> um, but it's definitely worth it. And it's not somewhere that you just check out and go. They have amazing gardens. And I know that they are extremely popular for weddings. But I being a humanist celebrant as well, discovered as I walked through the gardens that they had this wonderful area, not too far from the castle, but it felt like a forest in the middle of nowhere that they had just cleared and made into a space for uh, 
alternative weddings. So if you wanted to have something outdoors, if you were, you know, if you were wanted a humanist uh, uh, wedding, yeah, you could have it there. It sounds very romantic. It is extremely romantic, and that's before you even get to the river with the little boat and the boathouse. Yeah. I could talk about this for an hour, no problem. <laughs> it's, it's not often you come across somewhere that is extremely romantic, or maybe I'm just not a romantic person generally, but this this gets to you. This yeah. is somewhere that, you know, and you, you don't, it's rare that you come across somewhere like that. Yeah, exactly. You and it is a, it's an experience from the minute you arrive and you have to walk up this stately stairs to get to reception and um, beautiful red carpet, big open fire. From the minute you arrive to the minute you drive away, it has been an absolute experience. Well, I think that is uh, a beautiful snapshot of Martry Castle. And I suppose if people want to read a little bit more about it, you have your full review up on the taste.ie right now. I do indeed. And on that review, then I go through the actual menu. So you can see uh, when I'm talking about the, the local produce, you can see that in, in the feature. Um, and yes, and one last thing. Yeah, and I have said this. Uh, this is just one last thing, and it's in the review as well. Uh, they have, as all castles must have, an Irish wolfhound. Roisin is her name, and as you enjoyed dinner, I could see Roisin mingling with all of the guests that were sitting outside, and she was hugely popular and huge, needless to say. But if you want, and I discovered this too late, you can go to reception and ask for Roisin's lead, and you can take this gorgeous stately dog for for a walk in in the woods with you now and how these, unusual is that yeah these dogs are huge they, they'd be up to your waist wouldn't they yeah, yeah but uh yeah roisin uh yeah she stole my heart too oh, that's so good well listen yeah. thank you so much for giving the listeners uh a snapshot of what to expect in mark Creek castle and hopefully we'll have you on next week talking about some other amazing place you've been Absolutely. I look forward to it. Thanks, Fiona. Thank you. Talk soon. Bye-bye. So this week on Travel Destination, we took a look at the west coast of Ireland and the rugged beauty of Connemara. If you've been there, you will know it's one of the most scenic parts of Ireland with breathtaking views carved around vast mountains, bogs and lakes. In this section, we'll give you some recommendations on places to stay, plus places to visit while you're on your way. So first up, where to stay? And we look at the different types of travellers. Olivia, what's up first? So up first, we're taking a look at options for couples. So for the couple looking for that romantic stay, then look no further than Ballinahinch Castle. This beautiful castle is set on 700 acres of private woodlands, gorgeous dining areas and charming rooms overlooking the wonderful river view. This authentic and unpretentious castle hotel stands proudly overlooking its own very famous salmon fishery. With a backdrop of the beautiful 12 Bends mountain range, it's very hard not to fall in love with this beautiful hotel. You'll remember, Keith, when we actually were last there, we enjoyed the perfect picnic in the walled garden. 
Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So they'll bring you out. You'll go into the wall garden. It's completely private. You have your own fire pits, your own marquee and your own private butler who serves the most delicious snacks, champagne uh, and you have music and everything on the night, on the day. Yeah, we had our own lovely little fire pit as well. Actually, yeah. it wasn't little; it was quite quite large. Yeah. Uh, Bluetooth speaker, all the extras. It's actually, if you were thinking about proposing, it's probably the perfect place to go. Okay, you don't have to propose. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. But you I'm don't. just saying, it's you know, it's it's definitely a blowout treat. You know, okay. it's it's around two hundred euros. So. Yeah. So moving on from the proposal. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So next up, we're taking a look at a family escape. So for an exciting, adventurous family, Delphi Adventure Resort is definitely a must. So Delphi Resort is perfect for all the family. There's a range of accommodation. Um, it includes a free morning kids club throughout the holiday periods, which is great to give the mums and dads a little rest. And a range of family friendly activities on offer every day, all day. So you can choose between family rooms, suites, um, or there's even dorm style accommodation in the on-site hostel. And each family package comes with a whole range of extras uh, that you get to choose from. They, um, so next up, I was going to look at self-catering. Yeah, perfect. And one of our favourite spots that we have visited, the beautiful Dolphin Beach House. Absolutely breathtaking isn't it it's stunning uh from the road the sky road that you have to drive down which yeah. is on the edge of a cliff and room for just one car oh well yeah two but for, for city people like yourself it definitely feels like a bit of a tight squeeze absolutely and then once you get to the gates you're driving down a very 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 steep driveway down to your private beach yeah it's one of those places and i'm sure You'll have experienced it somewhere before, but it's like when you get there, everything is just, everything else just goes out of your mind. You're completely just engulfed in the whole atmosphere of the place. You are literally on the edge of the sea. It is definitely one of the most spectacular experiences I think you can have in Ireland in a self-catering accommodation. Absolutely. Like every single window is facing the private beach. The sound of the wind when you're waking up, yeah, the absolute amazing weather. It sort of is trapped in a little bay for yourself there. And even at night time, you've got the fire pit and you can sit around and you can have a nice bottle of wine. Yeah, absolutely. Like, And that's one of the things, I suppose, in Ireland, we have a certain amount of such good weather. And then, you know, the, the majority of the time, the other mm. 325 days of the year, it's it's very give or take. But one of the things I loved about Dolphin Beach House was no matter the weather, the views are so exquisite. The house is so cosy, you have a big open fireplace, everything, the kitchen, it's its all beautifully laid out. It's, it's a real home from home, but a, a step up definitely from our home. Like it has all yeah. the extras, we, you know, like an open fire and things like that. And I suppose there's two distinct places you can stay. The first one is the beach house itself which has up to five bedrooms. It can hold nearly 15 people. It has its own private bar and it has this amazing dining room, which is on the second floor, jutting out and looking at the, the the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you had a good group of people, oh, it would be amazing. You can even imagine having like a micro wedding or, you know, a birthday, a special birthday, an anniversary, something like that. It's just idyllic. And then obviously the place where we stayed yeah. is the lodge, and the lodge could really hold three families. 
Um, well, definitely three couples. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's, yeah, it was three double bedrooms, very mm. generous double bedrooms. Um, if you had young children, you could definitely set up some um, pull out beds. There's the, a large sitting room. And even in the bedrooms, there's definitely room for if you had someone, a little person that wanted to camp in a sleeping bag, there's, there's plenty of room for that. And very safe. Like if you've got kids, you've got this private beach and literally it's no more than a, a, maybe a two minute walk down to your own beach, completely private. No one else can go into it. And, um, you know, great fun. You can maybe uh, do a little bit of kayaking or whatever you want there, you know? Yeah, I would say any children from the age of about five upwards will get so much joy. It's definitely a memory for, for a lifetime, a visit to a place like Dolphin Beach House. So just moving on, I suppose if you are going to stay in Connemara, some of the places that you might want to visit along your way would be uh, Kylemore Abbey. Um, it's a gothic nunnery and restored Victorian rooms and it has free garden tours. And if you're a fan of photography, oh my God, you just have to turn the camera and you get amazing shots everywhere. We we spent about an hour or maybe two hours there, yeah? Yeah, the, the only shame the day we went is we left it a bit late to get there. Um, we had booked our tickets online and I don't know, we were somewhere else that day anyway, but we didn't get there till late afternoon. I would advise if you're going to be in Connemara for a week, I would put a day, at least a good half day aside for Kyle Morabi. It is so beautiful. And even though they're like the car park was pretty full, but it's so big, it's never really crowded. Everyone is just spread out and you can do guided tours and, and that's definitely worth booking as well. Um, and another tourist destination out that way is the National Park. 2,000 hectares of mountains, bogs, heats, grasslands, forests. It's just vast. And if you really want to get around it, this will take a whole day. Yeah, definitely. Even the drive out to it, it's so beautiful, isn't yeah. it? Like, you kind of forget you're in Ireland. Uh, it doesn't actually look like Ireland at all. We yeah. were there on a very, very hot day. It was really nice. And then I suppose there's, there's lots of beaches uh, to take in. But one of the ones we came across was Omi Island, yes. where you can drive on. And... Uh, it's sort of almost hidden. Um, so it's 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 basically between the mainland and an island and you can drive on following the signs and the views and the colour of the water was just incredible. Yeah, again, it was one of those places that was just so breathtaking. Um, if you go on to their website, um, connemaracoast.net, uh, as far as I know, that's where you'll get the tide times. So you just to be aware of that if you're driving. Um, but yeah, it's one of the beaches, one of the standout beaches in Ireland that is definitely worth a visit. Well, that's Connemara. And I suppose we've tried to give you a couple of places to stay and what to look out for. And hopefully it's given you a little bit of inspiration. Next week, we'll have a new uh, destination to talk about. So what's been keeping us hungry on social media this week? Well, first up, I've got Bewley's Cafe in Grafton Street have teamed up with Great Irish Beverages to bring the perfect coffee club. It's running on the 2nd, 9th and 16th of December between 6 and 9pm each night and will be in the James Joyce room. Tickets are priced for two people under €50. Uh, Each guest will be treated to a Bewley's trio of desserts, a signature Bewley's Irish coffee to warm up and an Irish espresso martini 
or a Belfast coffee. It's strictly over 18s. It's being ran in accordance with the government restrictions. So the capacity is reduced and tickets are very limited. So Olivia, what have you got there? So what has been catching my eye on social media as I'm finalising all my Christmas gift shopping is the Lismore Food Company. So their their branding, I think, is just so beautiful. It's so eye-catching. Um, a, a brilliant brand and they've curated these gorgeous Christmas hampers and they come in a beautiful, vibrant orange hat box. The packaging on every item on the inside is just as beautiful. But most importantly, the taste of every single Lismore creation is just another level of deliciousness. So you're thinking decadent foodie treats such as luxurious hot chocolates, the most amazing biscuits. If you haven't tried their all butter Irish shortbread, you have not lived. Um, they also have this really gorgeous panettone for Christmas, which comes in its own little hat box. It's honestly the most beautiful foodie gift that I've seen, and it's only 30 euros. So definitely have a look on the lismorefoodcompany.com for some gorgeous gift ideas. Well, that sounds delicious. And next up, I have a partnership between the Cupcake Bloke and Bosch. They're bringing a festive bake along online and it happens on Saturday the 11th of December at 11am and the first 100 people to register will receive the Bosch bake along kit uh, and it'll be there in advance of the bake along with all the recipe cards and the dry ingredients so if you're interested in attending just pop on to bosch-home.ie forward slash bake for more details. That sounds like a lot of fun. So something else I spotted on social media um, was that the Queens in Dalky have reopened. Um, so after being one of the very high profile casualties of COVID in 2020, the Queens has been really stylishly refurbished by top hoteliers Ray Byrne, you'll know him of the wonderful Wineport Lodge and Owen Doyle of Brook Lodge Hotel. So with a new chef at the helm, Michael Morris-Rowe, uh, Michael has designed a gorgeous new tapas menu to complement the amazing cocktails that are on offer. Some dishes I'm very excited to try based on the images I've seen are the venison bonbon, looks really good, the pickled mackerel on toast, that sounds right up my street, and then the salt-baked celeriac with truffle aioli. I mean, all the dishes sound lovely, but those three really stood out to me. Well, we're after giving you a couple of things uh, of social media this week and we'll be back next week with some more inspiration. Well, that's it for another Taste Talks podcast. We really hope you enjoyed listening and that we gave you lots of food for thought. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss a delicious episode. And do keep in touch with us on social media using hashtag TasteTalks. Until next time, make sure you try out some of the tastes we discussed this week. And if you're feeling generous, why not give us a five-star review? It will really help us grow and continue our Taste Talks journey. Bye, Bye for, for now. now.